You're listening to Winged Wisdom. Thank you to the following sponsors. Siren Shotguns, the world's finest line of shotguns and accessories created for the lady competitor, huntress, and shotgun enthusiast. Animal Connections, keep their tails wagging with healthy pet food. Voted coolest pet store in America and located at 933 Second Street Southeast in Charlottesville, Virginia. Woods and Waters Magazine, a monthly magazine that covers fishing, hunting, boating, outdoor gear, kayaking, shooting, bird dogs, and so much more. Central Virginia Sporting Clays, located in Palmyra, Virginia, and offering a 14-station walk-around wobble and five-stand. Old Forge Sporting Clays, located in Providence Forge, Virginia, and offering 16-station walk-around wobble and five-stand. Both clay courses are open year-round and available for your next fundraiser or great event. This is Winged Wisdom. Hi, everyone. My name is Kate Onstrom, and I'm your host of Winged Wisdom, a podcast that highlights exciting and engaging interviews for anyone and everyone that loves sporting clays and wing shooting. In today's episode, we have a absolute office full. I have got probably about 10 or 11 kids gathered in here with four or five parents. They make up the Arrowhead Young Guns. It's a new Scholastic Clay Target Program team that was started at Arrowhead Gun Club September 1st, 2021. The team consists of four female athletes and nine male athletes. Through the Scholastic Clay Target Program, the Arrowhead Young Guns team provides kids from elementary school all the way up through high school and college with the opportunity to participate in the fun and challenging sports of trap, skeet, and my favorite, sporting clays. SCTP is actually the feeder program to both USA Shooting and the pathway to the U.S. Olympic shooting team. In addition, the Arrowhead Young Guns team provides student-athletes the supportive environment they need where shotgun sports serve as a catalyst for teaching life lessons and skills that emphasize positive character traits and citizenship values. If you enjoy what you hear, please share and make sure to follow us on social media under Virginia Shooting Sports. All right, it's time for your two-minute tip. This week's two-minute tip, by the time this episode airs, we are two weeks away, actually a little less than two weeks away, from September 3rd, Dove Season Opener. Hello, 12 o'clock, high noon. Now, it's not like the birds ever know at high noon they're supposed to be flying into the field just, you know, straight to our gun barrels. Unfortunately, it's not until like 4, 4.30, and then you have like a hot hour that hopefully the birds are coming in and feeding heavy. But two weeks, guys, girls, that's not a lot of time. And if you have been 
putting off and saying, oh, it's too hot. It's too humid. Well, it's Virginia. It's going to be hot and humid. You have to have in some sort of practice if you haven't shot in the past couple months. Now, dove will flare quick and in a hurry. The key for them is to sit tight, let them keep coming in and make sure nothing is shiny, gleaming in the sun. You're tucked back in a woodline or a hedgerow, some kind of a way. You're in the shadows a little bit so that when you softly and smoothly and slowly stand up or better yet, you know how to shoot from a seated position, bring your gun up, the chances of that bird flaring big and your buddy bagging the bird are few and far between. So get your dove seat or stool. Take a few moments. The dove will start when they come in, kind of giving you an idea of where they're going to fly. You'll notice they have three or four dedicated pathways around that hunt field. So make sure you turn just like you do on the shooter's box so you're not flat fronting the bird's flight path. In other words, if you see the birds are steadily coming in from left to right across a corner of the field, turn your hips more to the right so that you can easily pull back around to the left. That way you won't hip block, your shoulder won't drop, and you'll be able to drop more birds. Guys, ammo is expensive. Don't be that person using 50 shells for five birds. Seriously, grab your stool, take a minute, get it sorted. And in the meantime, I'll see you on the course. All right, guys, so welcome. This is another fabulous installment of Winged Wisdom. Riley Bass, what you been up to? I just got back from JMU cleaning up my apartment <laughs> before school. So wait, you're getting ready to go back to school? Yes, I go back August 17th to start the 24th or 25th, whatever that Wednesday is. You know, you don't have to go back to school. You can stay with us. Yeah, I like Harrisonburg <laughs> though. So I hope your parents never listen to the podcast <laughs> and hear how much I try and like beg you to stay. <laughs> It's terrible. Yeah. So busy, super excited to go back. Yes, my schedule's already crazy busy. The first Friday, so a few days after the first day of classes, we're having our student org night. So we're gonna- You're we're, having a what? <laughs> we're having a giant get together of all the clubs on campus. Okay. And we're gonna push um, the archery team pretty hard and trying to recruit for nice. that. I'm on a team of myself currently, so I gotta a get team two, of you. I gotta <laughs> find two girls for that. But I'm really excited for this upcoming season. I'm on the exec board for that, and we've already started planning some really awesome things, and hopefully, get bigger and better than we have before. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Well, I am just super busy. Um, I have to say, I'm sorry, everybody. I know that weekends are super precious, but I did lock out this coming Saturday. Kristen and Jen and I are going paddling. That's yay! Awesome. Yeah, Jen's going to bring Gus and Gorilla. Oh, yay. The Stars Spangled Spaniels. Yeah. If you don't follow them on Instagram, definitely make sure you do. I think they're both on Facebook, too. <laughs> For Springer's Paintings, they're very busy. That's awesome. <laughs> they also do dog dog diving. Yeah, they're busy. Field hunts and field trials and all sorts of fun stuff. So had to had to take a little break because as you've been sitting in the office today with me, you've seen the phone. It's just been non-stop wow yeah <laughs> it's like everybody realized oh my god it's the beginning of august there's this thing that starts in less than a month and it's called dove season yep and i should have done something before now <laughs> it's called practice <laughs> 
So yay, super busy. So um, all the listeners out there that are on the schedule, want to get on the schedule, want to be on the schedule, just remember we usually book solid um, two, three weeks out. So make sure you get in early, get in often, and we will get you all squared away. But speaking of shooting and competing and lessons and all the things that we love in this sport, who do we have today? Today is a super special episode because we have nine of the members from the Arrowhead Young Guns Scholastic Clay Target Team. Each of the team's members are under the age of 16 and have shown their skills on and off the shotgun field all across the country. STTP is a feeder program to the world of USA shooting and helps pave a path to the U.S. Olympic shooting team for those who want to go all the way. Welcome to the podcast, everyone. All right, so everybody, on the count of three, we're going to go a young guns taller, all right? <laughs> One, two, three. Young guns. Oh, come on, guys. <laughs> One, two, three. Young, young guns. guns. There we go. So we've got just the office is full. It's very full. <laughs> I'm pulling out the stools from the butcher shop. That's how full it is. And I'm making them sit on the crappy chairs that Mike keeps wanting to throw away. <laughs> So we're very excited because we've never had this large of a format, um, this large of an interview, and especially because you guys are literally the future of all of our shooting sports. So um, quick raise of hands. How many of you not only shoot competitively, but also love to hunt? I'm just curious. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four, five. God, I can't count. Yeah. <laughs> I only need to count to two, two shells and a gun, right? All right. So five of you guys um, that are in the room are our hunters. That's absolutely fantastic. So how did each of you guys kind of get started in the um, in the clay sports and in particular in young guns? We'll start with this young man over here. Let's go ahead and tell everybody who you are and how you got started. Oh, I'm Joseph. Joseph? Fabulous. How'd you get started, Joseph? Oh, uh, we started with 4-H around four or five years ago. Okay. And we did a competition at Arrowhead, and that's when the whole idea of the team came up. Oh, so you've kind of been like from ground zero. That's pretty pretty exciting. So you can say, yep, I was there when. I knew them back when. <laughs> so um, where where do you go to school? Is somewhere close by or? Yeah, my school's in Boxer. Okay, yeah, so not too close, but on the other side of the river, you can get there from here, but it takes a minute. <laughs> That's awesome. So have you always wanted to get into clay shooting? Yeah, we discovered it five, six years uh, ago. Okay, through 4-H. Through 4-H. And you just absolutely loved it versus yeah. all the other disciplines that they offer, and you said, I got to do more of this. Yeah. Perfect. And then I got Michaela beside me. Michaela? Uh, a friend of my mom's told her about it and I went and tried BB. Okay. And they told me about shotgun and stuff, so I wanted to try it and I fell in love with it. Like did you really? I, yes, I love it. Even though you'd already shot BB? Mm -hmm. I like it way more than BB. Is it because there's a really cool moving target and BB yes. is just gassy? Yeah. It's more interesting and it keeps my attention. Yeah. No offense to all the static shooters out there, but you gotta love when things explode. Yes, <laughs> yes I yeah. Perfect. And who's beside you, Michaela? Who we got here? I'm Grant. Um, hey, Grant. I started in 4-H2 um, about two or three years ago. And um, I mean, I always enjoyed shotgun just because moving targets and you, you get like, you know, in, in BB or rifle or anything, you just 
hit the target in the center and that's the best you do but play target you can like blow it up harder um and I really enjoy that about it perfect now you were one of the ones that raised your hand for hunting yeah so did you start hunting and graduate over into competitive really. play or did you Not start really. with competitive play and then find hunting? yeah I really enjoyed I enjoyed duck hunting a lot nice so, well you know you're gonna do something difficult you know go waterfowling yeah <laughs> You know you got to get up at 4 a.m. and it's really cold, yeah. right? Okay. <laughs> Just checking. All right, who's beside you? Uh, I'm Lincoln. I'm his brother, so we kind of started a family in 4-H. Okay. Kind of, I feel like how we got in. Wow. Thunder. Yeah, we got a whole thunderstorm going on. So. <laughs> how we got into uh, SCPT a little bit was we were at the beach, I remember, and my dad was like, this one guy wants to know if you are Charles. He's like, Charles wants to know if you want to be on the SCTV. Because I remember it took us like a couple of minutes, but we were like, why not? It's more shotgun. Yeah, absolutely. So you you were in 4-H before, yeah. before, and then had the opportunity to get onto SCTV mm -hmm. and just really pursue the, the clay shooting side. Yeah. That's awesome. I love that, again, Riley, we had this whole conversation last yeah. week. 4-H, I mean, can't beat it. I wish more kids would get into it. All right, and then I know this young man, Matthew Brooks, needs no introduction. All right, Matthew, tell everybody um, a little bit about how you got into it. I started when I was real little. I hunted rabbits with my family. Okay. And then it evolved. My cousins wanted to shoot clay targets with us. So we shot clay targets when I was eight and nine years old, just a straightaway target. Then we went to flying rabbit, got a wobble trap machine. Okay. I fell in love with it like that. Okay, so you started in the hunting side, and then because of some family members, started to see the what I jokingly say the dark side, and and moved over into the dark side of shooting clay targets because it is. I mean, once you get in there, it's just a, it's just a big hole. You just keep going further and further down the hole, but it's a fabulous hole to jump into, isn't it? Yeah, and you've I've I've had the opportunity to give you some lessons and. Um, watch your progress and you just start just doing fantastic. I Thank love you. seeing it. And then who's beside you here? Um, my name is Jackson, um, the brother of two of these. <laughs> oh, so we've got three brothers in the room. Ah. We, we, we hunted a little bit when we were little, but we were, I, at least I got in when I was nine, mm -hmm. 4-H, because we all got in the same time, but I'm younger than them, so I was nine. I hadn't shot too much before then. Okay. I just we, I just shot my first deer. Lincoln did too, so that was our first. At nine? Year. Yeah, that was my. That's awesome. So dad one day was like, I signed you up for 4-H, and we're like, what, what? And then he's like, he just took us, and we started shooting that day, and. Never looked back. No. Now we're. We really like shotgun though, overall. So. Yeah. So something about those moving targets, I'm telling you. So our our next question: Do any of our family members and friends shoot? Oh wait, almost forgot. Hadley. I'm sorry, honey. So Hadley, for everybody listening, um, I've got an office full, so it's hard to remember who's who's kind of gone and who hasn't. And I am very remiss at forgetting poor sweet Hadley because she's. She's a little bit farther away than everybody else, I think. Um, so it was a little harder for her to make it up for the in-person. Hadley, tell everybody um, how you got started. Well, my sister, Madison Russell, she started shooting one or two years before me. And um, 
she kind of like invited me to come shoot with her one time and it started all there. And um, she now shoots for Midland University in Nebraska. Oh, she really? That's awesome. Mm -hmm. So you guys are already kind of seeing that it's not just going out and busting up some clay pigeons or maybe getting the chance to go hunt. I mean, there's real scholarship money involved. Is she is she out there on scholarship by chance or is she just a part? Yes, not to is. say that she's just a part of the team, but she's on the team. Yes, ma'am. She went out there on a scholarship. See? That's awesome. And in Nebraska. I love it. My husband keeps trying to make me move from Nebraska. <laughs> He's got a mule deer addiction. So it's cool because I know every single person in this room from 4-H, and I didn't realize that that's the way that you guys started, but I obviously am a little bit older than half of you guys, <laughs> but two of the kids in this room are my former teammates, and they compete That's in awesome. competitions that I used to, which is really special, but as an ambassador for the 4-H shooting sports, I've called every single kid's name for a medal at some point in this room, so it's really cool, full, full circle. That is absolutely fantastic. So our, our next question that we had for the kids, Riley, was did any of your family members or friends shoot or hunt? And I think we've kind of already answered that. I mean, it's um, it's fantastic how this sport just kind of organically developed among friends and family. So do you guys, let me ask this, and anybody feel free to jump in. Um, how often are you guys getting a chance to go out and just shoot? Like not particularly a set team practice, but you find yourself just wanting to go out with friends or family and just go shoot, just to have fun. Go ahead, Matthew. Usually every weekend. Every that's weekend. Every, every weekend. Yeah, that's yeah. a lot of ammo. <laughs> that's awesome. Anybody else? You guys just kind of get out and go shoot? Yeah, I, we usually go and shoot with um, the team, even if it's not a designated practice. We'll say like, you know, Matthew's going to shoot, wants to shoot, and everybody, everybody wants to come camp. They don't, have, they don't have to if they don't want to, but yeah, it's not designated. Yeah. That'll be perfect. A lot with Matthew. Most of the time, whenever he's up at Arrowhead, we're up there too. Perfect. And it looks like we've got another team member who was able to just join in. We've got two more. Yep. Oh, who else have we got? Mr. Matthew Coates. Perfect. All right. So. Who, who do we have? We're going to put this young man on the spot since he just walked in the room. I love that belt buckle. <laughs> who, who do we have? And tell us how you got started in shooting with the young guns. I'm Lathan Vick, and I got started because I asked to join the team. Because you asked. Well, what made you, did you seek out the team? Were you kind of in 4-H before, or were you, no. were you hunting? There we go. Uh, fur feathers or both. You're an indiscriminate hunter. You'll you'll shoot whatever's moving. <laughs> it's a big <laughs> nod, yes. <laughs> All right, and who else is joining us on Zoom? That would be me, Matthew Coates. Oh, hey, Matthew, how'd you get started? I got started from my dad, who at an early age was just teaching me basic gun safety, and we can't remember exactly how we found 4-H. I believe it was dad remembering the team that he was on when he was young because the not away team was the team that he was on with a couple others. Okay, perfect. So again, another another 4-H disciple graduating up into another 
another class. Yep. So a big question for you guys, and again, um, chime in, whoever has an answer, um, we'll make sure we get to each of you if you've got an answer. Do you notice a difference or what, what is the difference that you notice between shooting 4-H and between shooting STP and SETP, sorry. And what is it that you like about that difference? So let me grab. So um, the difference, main difference between 4-H and SETP is um, 4-H teaches you more safety and kind of teaches you like safety side of it. And it introduces uh, competitive shooting a little bit. Um, SETP feels like it's a little bit more competitive just because everybody shoots the same discipline. And so you have more training on that. So yeah, that's probably the main difference between them. You're, you're able to pursue that specific discipline. Mm -hmm. Great, and Matthew? Um, you shoot more in SETP. In a lot you more, don't you? Just a box, and then you're done. Okay. How much do you think you guys are shooting when you're at a, at a just a, a practice? 150 to 200 rounds usually. Really? That's a lot. I don't even shoot that much when I shoot. So what is everybody shooting? 12 gauge, 20 gauge, any 28s in the room? I shoot 12 gauge. You shoot 12? Um, as a matter of fact, Miss Michaela. Tell everybody what you shoot now. I shoot a Siren Ellis MC. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Absolutely. Yeah, I can imagine. So there's kind of an interesting story about how you got into that Siren, which um, we don't recommend to everybody, but if you're going to do it, it seems like a really great way to get into the gun you really want. Yeah. So tell everybody how you did it. Um, so the first day of SCTP Nationals, my gun broke. It Nationals? Yes, ma'am. First day. First day. Were you just in, I would have been in tears. I was, no, I wasn't actually, surprisingly. And it, it was stressful though. And then the next day when my parents got there, because they got, I rode with a teammate. Okay. And the next day that when they got there, um, we started gun shopping. And I try, I actually tried a different gun and I didn't like it. Okay. And I fell in love with that gun. Like I didn't miss any targets when I was doing the like shooting the demo. Yeah, I didn't miss any targets. I hit them all. That's so I was like, this is the one. So there you go. If you want a new gun, just break the one you've got. I didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> that was not the plan, though. It was not the plan for. But man, what a happy happenstance! And that was perfect. I love the fact that you know sirens use a green foam arm. They're always at all the big competitions. We always have tons of demo guns. You know, I'm pulling down a demo actually for a student next week um, that wants to try a waterfowler. So for everyone listening, if you are gun shopping or think you're going to be gun shopping, take your time and shoot a demo. Because once you buy it, you've bought it. <laughs> and until it's yours until you can convince your buddy he or she wants it more than you do. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Anybody else want to tell us anything about what they love about SCTP versus any of the other disciplines? I feel like Rage is more of an entry into it. Okay. And I mean, it's not just shotgun, obviously, for what 4-H does. Yeah, because you do a couple of different, you do some archery. It's an it's it really feels more like an entry into those three things. Uh -huh. And then from there, it feels like you can pick what you really want to do for... I don't know, however long you want to do it. 
And it seems like you guys just, you know, you did some BB, you did some archery, and then they put a shotgun in your hand. And that was all she wrote. That's absolutely The BB girl that wants her pellets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so what other guns do you guys shoot? We can go around the room and you can brag a little bit about your setup. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Does everyone start? Um, I have a Craig off K32. I'm sorry. What? <laughs> <laughs> um, it has a precision fit stock on it that um my dad got. So this young man is serious. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. Shooting a K gun. That's fantastic. Do you just love it? Oh yeah. Now I gotta ask the question, what gun did you start with? Um, an extremely modified Benelli Monte Feltro. <laughs> Oh, my gosh, that's a great gun. Yeah, but it sounds it sounds like you really needed to have a custom. Yeah, I'm pretty small. So. Yeah. Um, I, you mm. know, Riley's, I like to say she's mini but mighty. <laughs> so don't let size, you know, don't let that worry you. Um, and especially since all you guys, um, I'm sure your parents know, because they're the ones having to buy your shoes and your clothes. You're not done growing. So gun fit for kids is one of the most difficult things to do. So, I mean, kudos to dad for getting you a, a gun that can grow with you. So, and I'm 12 gauge. Yes. Good God. That is awesome. <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> All right. Matthew? I should have brought a 694 with a TSK on it. Yes, you do. <laughs> um, I'm pulling the gun like a tour right now. Yeah. And that's what my gun I'm using right now. I look like George Stigley. Yeah. <laughs> well, you may not have noticed you're you're how old? Yeah. You're not the average height 14 year old. How tall are you now? Tall. Six something, tall. I know. Dad, how old is he now? Or how tall is he? He's right at six one. Six one? Yeah. And you're probably not done. <laughs> All right, what do you shoot, hon? I shoot a 682 Goldie with the uh, precision fit stock. And well, that's for speed and sporting. For trap, I shoot a, um, it's a BT99. Oh, great gun. It's like a mix between a precision fit and some random thing somebody made. That better not be but it works. And the BT99, that's like a trap shooter's yeah. gun. They, they love that. Yeah. As a beast, I was uh, the other day shooting trap with it, and I noticed I just started shooting it. It's almost as tall as me with like the stock and everything. Is it really? That's like it's a taller than our It's really, really well balanced, though. Mm -hmm. So you don't have to worry about, you know, kind of falling out over yeah. in front of yourself because there's too much weight on the end. So yeah. you swing it really well? Oh, uh, yeah. It's. It, it, it's a lot to get used to when you're using a double barrel. It takes you about 200 rounds or so to get used to it. But when you get used to it, it's a beast. I mean, nice. It's like so easy to see under the barrel. Perfect. Perfect. And what do you shoot, hon? I shoot a Browning Sisbury crossover um, with a precision fit stock. And it's ported. So. Nice. I'm starting to see a lot more people get back into porting. It was a big thing when it first came out, and then it kind of died back off. And I noticed um, when I was judging at Old Forge on Sunday that um, I'm seeing a lot more porting coming back. Yeah, I, I shot. I just got ported the day before I shot nationals, 
It was absolutely incredible. I was, really? Yeah. Uh, it's super smooth. Yeah. Isn't it nice to have a gun that fits you and you just, it's just an extension of your arm and your eye. Yeah. I mean, it's fantastic. And like, then what do you shoot on? Do you really? Nice. Have you done had a chance to do any modifications to it yet? Or still just keeping it start? Are you 12 gauge or 20 gauge? Um, 12. 12 gauge? God, you guys are just absolutely beast. <laughs> I should go to support CX. Do you? Love it. Um, it came with a factory adjustable comb on it, and then we added a kick easy butt plate on it later. Oh, gotta love the kickies. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. We know what Michaela shoots. I think that is Hadley. Hadley, what are you shooting on? I shoot a Beretta 690 Black Sporting Edition, and right. I cut the stock to fit my shoulder with a kickies pad and put an adjustable comb on it. And I also got tubes to put in my gun because I shoot 12 gauge, 20 gauge, 28 gauge, and 410 since I shoot NSSA. Uh, do you notice, um, how, is that gun still staying balanced for you throughout all of those tubes? Um, the 410 is typically the heaviest because since yeah. it's the thickest barrel, but for me, there's not much of a difference except when I go from skeet because I shoot 20 gauge for skeet no matter what. Okay. At nationals, I shot 20 gauge because that's what I'm used to. That's what I've always done. But when I go to track where sport and clay directly after, it's kind of like lighter and sometimes surprises me when I shoot. <laughs> oh, yeah. A little too much zing in the swing. Yeah. <laughs> Because you don't have that that weight holding you back like you do when the inserts in there. So that's awesome. And Matthew, what are you shooting, hon? I shoot a Beretta A400 with a kicky stock and raised rib. Now, is that the A400 itself, the infamous blue receiver? or It is the multi-target. The multi-target. Nice. And have you, um, other than the kickies, have you had a chance to do any modifications or any fun stuff to that? Not yet. But okay. I've just about outgrown it. Perfect. Awesome. So it sounds like you guys have really had a chance to get into to some great guns and um, do some fun stuff to them. So um, I'm going to jump to this question. If money was no object, mom or dad is like, let's go to Green Top and let's just get any gun you want. What gun would it be? Anyone? shooting right now because I've held up a Craig off before like my best friend shoots a Craig off and ah. it just doesn't fit right and it just feels awkward to me so I'd always stick with the Beretta and even my sister's DT10 she shoots it still feels a little too big for me right. so I'd just stick with what I have well 
it's not broke, don't fix it. Just shoot it, love it, and enjoy it. Crush those plays. Matthew, what would you do? Well, if we're talking for not competition, I would probably go to Green Top and buy the most ridiculous looking gun they have just for fun. <laughs> that answer. That's fabulous. <laughs> well, shooting shooting clays particularly, what would you want to have in your hand? Probably maybe a Beretta DT11. DT11, yeah, that's usually the popular answer. And then who who else? What would you have? Um, I really like the gun I have, but it's extremely old and it kind of has messed up a lot. Because that's what I started with. That's what I've Here's attended the most. <laughs> They're all saying it's too slow. What, what is it you I love? love like, I've been to Worlds. I've been to Junior Worlds. I have oh. my most titles in skeet. And I have my most training in skeet. So it's my favorite. I could live without trap, if I'm being honest. 
sorry, trap shooters, but Hadley sounds like she has found her niche in skeet, especially at World. Holy cow, Hadley, that's amazing. Matthew, skeet trappers, point claims, skeet tats. I'm just better at trap, so. Trap? <laughs> Good answer. <laughs> you like it by default, right? Yep. Yep. Perfect. Latham? You like them all? There's not one that inches out the others just a little bit? Ski? Okay. All right. I like Grant. all three. I literally couldn't care. If it, if it flies, the clay target If it flies, flies it dies. Lincoln? Trap has been my favorite for a while. So even at ski, I have to agree with everyone else. Ski takes just a little too long. If I can figure out how to speed it up, It'd probably be my favorite. Shoot it by yourself. That's how you speed it up. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best way to speed it up. <laughs> Matthew? All three. You like all three? I'm only sporting clays just because yes! someone wants to. Finally! <laughs> I listened to this guy. His name's Anthony Matteris. He said, We know that good. guy. <laughs> if you're good at skeet, well, sporting clays, you get good skeet and trap results. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say, I know we've had that conversation. If you shoot sporting clays, you can walk into skeet and trap. You can't always back out of trap or skeet into sporting plays. And it's just because our, our presentations are, um, I mean, for God's sakes, we use trampolines and water hazards. So <laughs> you gotta be ready for, for whatever comes at you. All right, what do you, what do you like? Skeet traps, sporting plays, skeet tasks? I like them all three. Each one is like, I've always been a little bit better at trap, uh -huh. but skeet, Sometimes I just really like it in sporting plays. <laughs> Does he normally not like skeet? You're getting chuckles He's around the time. He's straight hundred at nationals. What? <laughs> but you I should mean, probably leave your interview with. By yeah, the way, yeah, like he didn't even mention that. I'm sorry, but I had to mention it because that's like awesome. <laughs> but trap, I don't know. I've just always really liked trap and sporting plays is the most interesting and it's just always it's different. Shoot. Yeah, especially if you hunt. I mean, that's how it all started, you know, to, to keep you tuned up for, for hunt season, so. I know the, a lot of us are 4-H kids, and so the whole thing around 4-H is life skills from your mentors and your coaches. So who has been your biggest influence shooting shotgun? I know the Goochland kids, we have Mr. Miles Barrick. We call him Poppy. Yay, He's awesome, but for each kid in here, who is your biggest mentor and mentor? Okay. <laughs> Hadley, do you have someone? Um, both my coaches, Craig Kirkman and Stuart Brown, and my old coach from my old SCTP team, Frank Davis, and honestly, my best friend, Corey Conniger. She has been with me all the time. She always cheers me up when I haven't shot well, but she's like, oh, you always shoot well. But I'm like, Corey, I didn't, but thank you. <laughs> Is there anybody professionally that you've kind of started? I mean, Matthew's already mentioned Anthony Matteris. You know, there's, of course, Kim Rohde. I mean, anybody out there you kind of follow that's on the circuit? Um, I don't know if you know his name, but Clint Hinton. He's a oh, yeah. play shooter. Um, mm -hmm. My sister's more friends with him than I am, but he's kind of given both of us tips on sporting clay and how to see the target correctly and, like, how to actually shoot it. My sister actually sent him a video of what we were trying to shoot. And he told us what to do, how to shoot it. And we both ran the station. Perfect. That is awesome. Yeah, it's all about target reading when it comes to sporting plays. I mean, it comes comes down to target reading for any of the play disciplines. 
disciplines, but particularly particularly in sporting plays. Anybody else? Mentors, professionals? Yeah, Lincoln. I have to give a shout out to probably our best influential coach, uh, B.D. Wood. Oh, I love B.D. Yes. <laughs> he is probably, trap-wise, I still would probably be shooting bad if he wouldn't have been our coach. He's taught us so much about trap. And, yeah. So he's just really made a huge difference in the sport mm -hmm. for you. Yeah, he, he's just so amazing. He knows so much about traps. So. That's awesome. Anybody else? Matthew? It's a mix of people. Uh, Go for it. Oh, um, I'm sorry. We got two Matthews. I got to have to differentiate between Matthew Coates and Matthew Grubbs. Sorry, Matthew Coates. Hang, hang on. That's fine. Yay, good answer. <laughs> <laughs> Over there is helpful with his feet, Oh, yeah. He yeah. Me. And same with BD. Okay. BD, I shot my personal best when I went out to Ohio and I didn't do that. Not wow. that he was standing right there coaching me while that I was is, You just had him in your ear, mm -hmm. just remembering everything he taught you. That's awesome. Matthew Coates, who is it for you? Uh, I think this is already said before, but BD, absolute messiah on the trap field. Yeah. He's awesome. He needs to be. If you go to 4-H shooting camp at Holiday Lake in August, Mr. BD will be there. So look up Holiday Lake 4-H Center, look up Virginia 4-H slash NRA shooting camp, and you can hang out with BD for a week, and it's awesome. Me and Lincoln did that <laughs> last year. Yeah. It was a really lot of fun. fun. Yeah. Just Just the Sweet. Matthew was there. Yeah, Matthew was there, too. Yeah. Michaela? Oh, I have to say that it was definitely BD. He okay. made me love track. And then all the SETP coaches, they've all influenced me in different ways. So. Have you guys noticed um, you kind of gravitate towards one style of coaching more than another. I mean, I know it's it's hard for me because sometimes when I'm judging or I'm given a lesson out on the clay course, I'll come across another um, another coach giving a lesson to one of their kids that's perhaps on their team or something, and it's maybe not the way I would do it. You know, it's a little harsh, we'll say, perhaps. <laughs> But um, have you? It sounds like your coaches have been nothing more than absolutely kind, generous, and giving of a hundred and fifty percent of what they have. Any anything? Any words of wisdom that they've given you guys that have really stuck that have helped you? Really, just taking one target at a time is probably one of that is excellent, to do. excellent advice. And it's the only way you're going to shoot really good for. Well, a lot of targets. Yeah. Do you know how many birds are in a pair? Two. Nope. One. You can only shoot one barrel at a time. Remember the action barrel. That's your objection. Well, for Jackson, he might be on a different different plane. But yeah, just remember that. There's only one bird in a pair because you can only deal with one at a time. It's called blocker bird. It helps you a whole lot. That, who did we just Sam McIntyre. Sam McIntyre. Yeah, her podcast will drop um, this upcoming week. This upcoming well, week. Next week. 
um, for this podcast, she'll be two weeks after her. But she said the same thing, blocker words. What are your blocker words? Control. Control? What was Sam's? Hers was similar to my archery one, saying like one clay. With the target, see orange. Yes. With the target, orange. With the target, orange. So yours is control. You got one? Yeah, I have before. I, this is only for trap. I have two different ones. One for trap and then one for supporting clays. Uh, for trap, I, it's don't think just execute. I have, I, I used to have and still sometimes struggle with thinking a whole bunch during the round. <laughs> and so, and then for um, uh, sporting clays, it's like you got this like positive. Because it's a little positive reinforcement. Nice. Anybody else have a blocker word? No? Orange. Shoot it. That's great. is <laughs> just shoot it. <laughs> That's all right. If it's working. If it's working. So um, how often are you guys getting a chance to, to get together and practice? Once a week. All right. And how many... How many times are you going out to a competition, like in a given month? Sometimes it's like back to back to back. Sometimes we do run into one back to back. Now, is this all kind of local just at your club or for the moms and dads in the room? How many miles we put on the bars? Anything in Virginia. Anything in Virginia. Do you know how big Virginia is? Well, it takes a while to go from Virginia Beach to Abingdon. I'm just saying. <laughs> it's like five or six well, hours so at least. Been, what, what venues have you shot? Like yeah. Winchester. Um, yeah, we shot Winchester, Trap, um, shot Shotgun Championship, Brushy. Sporting Clays. Sporting Clays. Um, is it the Sporting Clays? Yeah, it's like the uh, Virginia sporting place. The, the state. Yeah. Yep. Brushy, yeah, Halifax, we shot a couple trap and skeet events there. Yeah, Consecrate. We shot we shot a skeet. No, we shot a trap event at Conservation Park. Yeah, they've got nice trap fields yeah. there. So at Ohio over here. Yeah, we were well, that that was is that the only out-of-state tournament you've been to? As a team? As a team. As a team so far. Okay. Is anybody traveling out-of-state to shoot just... I have. Are you happy you are? Yes, I've traveled North Carolina, Ohio, of course, Florida, and Texas. Nice. Where did you go in Texas? I gotta ask. I love that. Um, the world shoot was always in Texas, and I shot that in 2019 and 2020. Nice, nice. Matthew traveled traveled anywhere inside outside of Virginia? Uh, not necessarily. Only Ohio is where we've really gone. Yeah, mostly in state though, with the the team at team shoots. Right. Okay, and then Lincoln, you showed up the. Fish fry in, in Florida. Just, yeah, just, we had to. That sounds tasty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, actually. The shooting was good. The shooting wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you guys shoot down there? I said Jacksonville. Uh, okay. 
So I wonder if that was the same one. So David Dodson is a um, very well-known um, shooting coach, University of Florida. Um, yeah, and, yeah, they do shoot out of there. That's why I was wondering if that was the same club. So um, just keep that name in the back of your head somewhere for those of you college shopping already. Speaking of college, um, <laughs> how far would you guys like to go with your shooting? I know in 4-H, I never thought that I was going to keep shooting archery, considering I started when I was nine, and now I'm shooting for JMU. So do you want to shoot for college? There's a lot of scholarship money at some schools. Do you want to go to the Olympics? How far do each of you guys want to go? Yeah, do you, I mean, do you want to make, the, you can make this a career. I mean, we could see you on the next box of weeds. Anybody, Michaela? Um, I, I definitely want to shoot in college. You do? Want, yes, ma'am. Are you looking at a college in particular or not yet? I was looking at Penn State, but they don't really have a shooting. No, nah, they don't. I don't know. Awesome. I guess I'm just gonna think just, of those. Yeah, keep yeah. keep shopping around because there are colleges up in that area that do offer a shooting team. So, and then did you wanna keep it going? Yeah, well, I plan on taking it through college, whether through a scholarship or not. Sweet. As far as you can go, am I gonna see you on the Olympics? Are you, if I if I actually ever eat Wheaties, will you be on my Wheaties box? Maybe. <laughs> Do they still do that? Am I that dated? <laughs> they still do they, do they even make Wheaties anymore? They still do it. They still do it. Yeah. Grant, how far are you going to go? Um, I guess, like Latham said, as far as I can. Um, I don't know exactly where it is. I don't want to go to the Olympics, but I don't know how far. You don't? Nope. Why is that? Now, I'm kind of curious because that's always kind of, especially because your age, um, again, maybe it's just a generational thing. My generation is always like, well, if you're going to be the best at something in order to be the best, you have to go to the Olympics. So for you guys, I think it's a bunch of practice. Like you, you, I mean, I don't mind practice. I love shooting and I would shoot every day if I could, but I just, you, you, when you get on that team, you have to shoot every single day. So it becomes more like, it's not as enjoyable. It's like, you, you have to the do actual it. competition. Yeah, I really, it's, it's a lot of, it's really is a chore. We heard a story of this one guy he spent four years of his life uh, practicing for the Olympics and the week before the Olympics, his mom died, so he wasn't able to go. Oh. And so it, it's stuff like that. Like if you aren't able to, and then you can't really, like if you skip down the Olympics, it's hard for them to get you, hard for you to get back on the team again, stuff like that. It's yeah. Just, it's like, so once you jump on that path, that's all you're doing. That's the only thing you're yeah, wanting. Yeah, it's the only thing. You so know, it kind of pulls you out of the circuit. Yeah, yeah it kind of it kind of becomes a chore. Some, some I can see that. Luckily, I was never cursed with such a decision of whether or not I was going to join the team or not in anything. <laughs> Matthew, how far you want to go? As far as you can go. I can see that. I was going to say, we've got one young man here who isn't saying too much, looking at maybe joining the team. How far do you want to go? As far as we can. Awesome. How far? Um, I would, yeah, I would say definitely as far as I can go. Uh, but like Olympics said, or professional? Professional. I feel like Olympics, there's not the best shooters there. I, I just feel like it would be extreme. It's extremely hard to get on, and it just – you don't feel like you got the freedom to have as much fun. Yeah, it's on the other stuff. Craig, Craig Off is going to be looking for you to join their team anyway soon. I think. 
<laughs> That's absolutely awesome. So when it comes to competing, what is one thing that you have to do in your routine when you step up to the line, whether it's on a tile for skeet, up to the line for trap, into the shooter's box for sporting clays? Always have a little bit of a routine. What is your routine? What do you do, Matthew? Hope? I definitely try and just blank everything out and focus on being there on the pad and ready to shoot. Perfect. You, you don't have any weird little, like I know some guys, they have to make sure the shells are, right shells are turned the <laughs> same <laughs> way. Rock back and forth three times, dip down once. I mean, you know, Hadley, do you um, have any little eccentricities when you're shooting? No, personally, I do not. I just try to focus as much as I can and try to remember where my feet are supposed to be because if my feet are slightly off, that can throw off everything. Yeah. So that's basically what I do. Okay. Um, um, so in skeet, I don't know why I do this, but I always brush, like, even if there's nothing there, I brush my foot before I, like, mm -hmm. and then for trap, I always take a deep breath before I shoot, before I even, like, after I get set, I take a deep breath and then I couple. That's all right. I mean, it's it's kind of like a security blanket when we do stuff like this, when we have a routine. Do you have a, a little routine for something? Yeah, definitely a lot of people spin the shells. Like, Are you a shell spinner? Yeah, where the words line up. Do you, do you have to have 12 gauge on the top or well, like Winchester well, on the top? 12 gauge on the top and Winchester. And the brand on the bottom? It's good to have the well, shell straight. So you can actually read the brand. It's not this is a very good point, Lincoln. What is you got? I probably have the most complex routine I've ever liked. Oh, good lord! It's <laughs> on the hokey pokey up at the so line. On the trap, I uh, take a deep breath, and then while I'm mounting gun, I said, "Don't think, just execute." And then when I get up, I have to look under the barrel and. <laughs> And then wait two seconds before I call. And like if I mess up on certain one of the steps, normally I kind of mess myself up. And then on sporting clays, I normally like every sh other shot, I like put my gun down and just shake, shake your shoulders shake out, my arms out. <laughs> I close the gun and close it, take a deep breath, saying, I got this, and then mount the gun. And then ski, I basically try to do uh Try not to do hardly anything or I'll start thinking. Just put the shells in close and throw the cup out. So, Lincoln, I think at the beginning of this interview, somewhere towards the beginning, you were the young man that mentioned you have a lot of those things to overcome because you overthink stuff. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I just, like most of the time, if it's when it's something like in trap, most trap and sporting plays where I'm really concerned about getting a good score. And those are my two favorite. Like a lot of times, like <laughs> ski, I don't think, I don't have a problem with overthinking and ski. But like in trap and sporting, sometimes I overthink a little bit. But I can, I can try the trap really the most. Just because you're standing there and you can't talk to anyone. <laughs> you sound like me on the line. When I shoot a collegiate match, I try to make friends with everyone, and they want no part of that. They want it silent. So 
So I, I've got a, a couple of old buddies that um, they used to have a few side bets going on on the trap line. And something they would do is right before the other shooter would would shoot, like he's mounted, he's getting ready to call pull. They would take a shell out of their shell bag and literally just chunk it on the ground. <laughs> just that tink tink of the shell hitting the ground. Well, guess who just missed their shot? That would be so mad. <laughs> Me too. Me too. But that's that's how we are. It's just, I mean, we're we're comfort creatures. We like to do things that are comfortable and routine. Anybody else have routine life on me? That routine? That's the best routine ever. Grant? I mean, I like shutting my gun before I shoot. That's a good one. That's a good one. Uh, I just, there's a certain way I shut it every time. That's. Yeah. So now if you don't shut it the way you think you're supposed to, do you have to reopen it? And yeah. I, I mean, if it doesn't shut all the way, I reopen it. But if it doesn't, then yeah. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you still have to shoot the clay targets. It doesn't really, some of the stuff people do is a little crazy because. I've just about, I'd like to say I've seen it all, but I'm sure there's someone that will surprise me. It happens every day. Any kind of routine? Yeah, but I like, especially in trap, you just, you feel, there's a certain rhythm to it where it's, a, a timing thing where you shut your gun to when you put on show to when you put your head on the gun. Ah. So it's really, a, it feels like there's a timing thing to that. Yeah, there's and definitely it, an in-trap. There's a, a definite cadence when you can get everybody in Same thing in skeet. Um, and I only call for the bird when my barrel stops in either of them. So it's not, I don't really try to like count the seconds like some people do, so I call it. I just I like to have my eyes already looking at where I'm supposed to look. Yep. And then when my barrel stops and really- When you kind still, of settled into the moment. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Nice. So as students, you're all high school or younger. How do you balance the time between practices and your schoolwork? I know that was kind of difficult when I was on a pretty competitive rifle team. Since you're shooting every weekend, how do you make time for your schoolwork too? I think you just have to do more. You have to work harder during the week. Um, and if you have time to shoot, you sometimes have to work harder um, just to get all the stuff done um, that you have to get done. Uh, well, you do the Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday cram so you can shoot on the weekend? Yeah. Yeah. I see quite a few guys. Yep. <laughs> Does anybody have any any secrets or any hacks to making sure you get all your schoolwork done? Which got Matthew Brooks? I'm all one day. Just do it all in one day. Thank you. Thank you, Matthew. I like getting more than one work every day. Do you get your whole list of assignments for the week? Last year was a great year to shoot. I just got it done in class. Yeah, I didn't either. I will I will this year, but I haven't had have not elementary school. Public schoolers. What? Oh my yeah. God. Would you say public schoolers? I'm, to, I'm actually going to private school this year. So, and I've heard there's a lot of homework. So. Yeah. Oh, they figure you're, you're paying more for it. They're going to make sure you get your money's worth. <laughs> <laughs> when, when does everybody start back to school? Yeah. You don't know you're going to show up. <laughs> so we can't get all our stuff really one day because our mom just makes us do more stuff the next day. 
Oh, no. She doesn't, she doesn't like us to get all our stuff done. Well, because do you really learn it if you cram it like that? Yeah. Can we get it? Yeah, absolutely. I'm kind of on All right. So, um, what do other kids think or say when they find out you're shooting? I mean, we all, none of you is. <laughs> Um, blind to the fact that the current climate right now is, let's just say, not particularly pro-gun um, with, with the legislation going through. As a matter of fact, I don't know if um, you kids are aware that the kids in California are no longer allowed to be involved in 4-H, SCTP. They can't even do a Ducks Unlimited Waterfowl Youth Day or else it's a $25,000 fine per kid to the person that hosts the event. Um, for someone in the industry like myself who lives and breathes and makes a living teaching men, women, and youth how to, to shoot clay pigeons and um, anything with feathers, um, I just can't imagine living like that. What, what is it that you guys are hearing or, or seeing from your friends? And have you, any of you had an experience where maybe it was um, a friend that you didn't realize they were, they were kind of really anti-gun? And maybe the conversation didn't go quite the way you thought it would. How did you handle that? Michaela, you got a story? I've like? never had I've never had a friend, but actually my preacher is not, oh, no. not a big fan, but she's gotten used to it. Like I'll be like, well, I have shooting practice. I can't do this after church. And at first she was not very happy about it, but she got used to it. Did she did she say something kind of negative? Or? No, negative. She just didn't really expect it. I just tell her Jesus don't like ugly. <laughs> <laughs> well, her husband is like a part of the NRA and like so really opposites attract. Wow, that's attract. Holy cow! Yeah. And you're are you the only girl on the team? Oh no, 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 there's, no, no, there's Hallie. Never mind. There's Hallie. three. 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 Yeah, three. three. Another. What? <laughs> 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 Hadley, Matthew, Coates, have you guys had a kind of a situation where maybe a, a friend or somebody in school found out you were shooting and just didn't think too much of it? How'd you handle that? Um, when I tell people I I shoot, they don't necessarily care. Not like they. They don't care that I shoot because they think volleyball or softball is more important. They care that this, like, oh, I won this volleyball tournament, but I just came home with five medals, and they don't. <laughs> and it's just like, it's I've never had a run-in with somebody that's like, oh, you shoot a gun, you know, and that whole political ordeal. None of that has happened, but it's more like, it's not a sport you do kind type of thing that I've been told. Gotcha. And is it definitely? I'm, I'm curious for Michaela and Hallie. Are you hearing that it's not a sport you do because you're a girl? I've heard that. Have you? They're just I like, haven't. Well, I mean, so, yeah. <laughs> so you, you kind of ran into that too, Hadley? No, I actually have never been told that because all of my teachers and all of my friends are actually really supportive of it. I've only run into like a very few that like, sexist men i guess you could call it that have said it but not a lot really older adults mm -hmm. wow that's upsetting she's think they would have learned by now especially with 
you know, the whole Me Too movement kind of wiped through the country that they, they jump on the bandwagon of not being so ignorant to stuff like that. But they're still out there, I guess. So just remember, I mean, it's their opinion, not everybody's. So Matthew Coates, have you ever had a, somebody kind of look at you a little sideways when you tell them what you do for fun? Uh, my French teacher. Your French teacher. Now, did she she come at you in French with her her disapproval, or was it just full on? What do you think you're doing? Uh, it was some. She said a couple things that I will not say here. Right. So she just completely flat out did not like the fact you were holding a gun. Exactly. Yeah. So. Have you, have you guys ever tried to have a conversation to educate anybody? And Matthew Grubbs? Yes, I have. And how did that go? Yeah, we might know Mason Henry. Okay. He's interested in joining our team right now. Okay. And he came to practice to us, like this weekend, came to practice. He loved it. That's awesome. But he was kind of anti-gun to start? No, no, he's in front of Oh, no. oh no. okay. Okay. So, Usually, just a rifle guy. He says, Oh, I just like a rifle. So then he started doing. Oh, shotgun. I see. Okay. So he wanted to come over. And yeah, he he'll never go back to rifle. <laughs> 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 just tell him, just say, just go ahead and do like I do. Stick the rifles in the gun safe. Bring them out a month before hunting season. Tune them up. Kill what you're going to kill to put in the freezer and then keep it moving with the shotgun. <laughs> Anybody else? It, it's definitely interesting so to explain it to people that didn't know there was a competitive side yeah, to shooting. Yeah. yeah. They, they ask you all the time of what kind of sport you're in, and they're like, oh, I didn't know that was a, a sport. Uh -huh. Yeah. Isn't that funny? I mean, even with it being in the Olympics with Kim Rohde, how, what is she, five, six? I think it's seven, five, six-time yeah. medaler. Um, I mean, that's kind of hard to ignore. Like, and in two different disciplines, she had a switcher. Speed and trap, yeah. yeah. She had a switcher. Yeah, so that's yeah. Then you like stop beating us in this one, flip over to that one, and well, now she's burning it up on that side. <laughs> so you know, it's kind of funny. People don't realize that this is a legit sport. I mean, if you're allowed to play golf, <laughs> then I am definitely picking up a shotgun. <laughs> Quite frankly, if you throw the golf ball, I'll be happy to shoot it for you. <laughs> so, well, um, in keeping with with um, what friends and family think, um, does anybody ever run into any negativity with friends when you say, oh, yeah, you know, I, I shoot competitively and I also love to go hunting. Now, being in Virginia, it's not like some places, you know, some states. Not like yeah, not like poor California. Um, but do you ever do you ever have friends that say, you know what, let me come along with you and try it? You ever taken a friend out and gotten oh, introduced? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, got a good story? Yeah, we've done it a lot. Just that's that's one more. We've had a lot of people just go to our house and bed, making room shoes. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we've had a lot of people. And it's like, shoot this, and just hands them a gun. They're like, I don't want to shoot it. Like, you'll be fine. <laughs> that, and that's usually the best way to do it. I mean, just shake off the fear and just go out there and try it and, you know, pull the trigger. As long as everybody's safe, everybody's having fun. I mean, who knows? You might love it. You know, look what it did for you guys when you went through 4-H. You tried BB, you tried archery, and then 
the dark side opened up. Tried a shotgun, never looked back. So Hadley, Matthew Coates, um, you guys ever get a chance to go hunting or you ever take anybody hunting? I personally do not hunt at all. Not strictly a clay killer? No. <laughs> I don't have anything against people that do hunt, but it's like nothing I've taken interest in. Gotcha. Gotcha. Matthew Coates? I go hunting as much as I can. Do you? I was going to say, I think I see some heads on the wall behind you there. Uh, a couple, but yeah. the biggest one that I recently got hasn't come in yet. Oh, nice. Good enough for a shoulder mount. Yep. Beautiful. Beautiful. So, um, what is, for those that hunt, what's your favorite thing to hunt? And now I've got a waterfowler over here. Who is the waterfowler? Well, quite a few waterfowlers over here. What, um, beasts? recreational shooting, shooting for hunting, or getting up to the caliber of shooting that all of you kids have achieved, which is getting onto a competitive team. We'll just go around the room. We'll start, um, let's start with Matthew Coates. Matthew, what are two tips you've got for any kids that are listening to the podcast that are interested in getting into shotgunning? If you are going to be competitive shooting, definitely make sure that your score is correct. But as soon as you step off, after you make sure everything's good, just completely forget about your score. Don't even bother with it. Don't let it bother you. You're going to go to the next event. You're going to shoot. Don't even worry about your score for the past event. That is excellent advice. Hadley, what do you have? Um, this is something my coach Stuart Brown told me, but to insulate and isolate yourself. Insulate yourself with the people that support you, are happy even if you beat them, and want to see you do well and isolate the people that try to trick you during shoot-offs, try to mess you up, try to say things right before you shoot, and just stay away from them. You guys that are dropping the shells that crap right before you shoot, yeah. yeah. 
<laughs> Definitely isolate those guys. Excellent. All right. And what, what do you have? What is the step? Um, I say just trust um, what you're doing. If you don't trust you, you're trust not, in yourself. You're not going to shoot good. Um, and I don't know. Just, just have fun with it, probably. Yeah, just have fun. Take a target at a time and really try to focus in. Perfect. Because, yeah, remember how many birds are in a pair? One. One. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> Matthew, you got anything? Have fun and see everyone's target. That's what we need to them. And you watch everyone's target with your eyes. That's really good advice. Yeah. So don't get caught up when somebody else is in the box or on the tile or on the station. Um, chatting with your buddies at the back. Watch those birds. Learn that flight path. Learn that bird. That's excellent, excellent advice. Lincoln? Uh, First of all, feet to, for ski, you always have to have your feet to the low house on stations two, two through um, low house window, stations two through six. And then <laughs> that was something that really helped us in ski. And then um, Jackson, be quiet. <laughs> and then um, uh, uh, two set at, on trap, always have two seconds when you mount the gun, two seconds before you fall full in between mounting the gun and falling full. Perfect. Grant? Um, I guess you got, you got to like, um, you know, first of all, when you get on a team, you, you're going to have to work your way up to, um, get to the most competitive level. Um, and you got to like work on focusing is the most important thing because you can have everything wrong and focus and still break the target. Um, and just learning how to focus, it takes a long time to tune it in. Um, a lot of work. That's a good point. So a lot of a lot of people don't realize um, the mental game aspect to play shooting, whether regardless of what discipline you're in. Even when you're hunting feathers, um, that mental game is huge. Um, I've been known to to take that pokey stick that they have at the shooter's box on the sporting play field if you get a squibloid, you know, yeah. and shove down. So I've been known to take that, and if I have a competition shooter who is just not focused, I'll stand behind them, tell them to shoot a report pair, and I'll just whack the heck out of the side of that box. They'll turn around and go, what are you doing? I said, nothing, because you're not paying attention to me. You're paying attention to the birds, aren't you? I'm like, oh. And they realize they're just not anywhere in the zone. And I've had other shooters whack the side of that box. They never heard a single thing. They had no clue. They never even saw me pull the stick out from the box. That's where you need to be. That mental game. Get it dialed in. Lisa? Excellent. Have fun. Uh, when you start, don't get disencouraged. You're not going to be great immediately. Everybody starts somewhere. It, be willing to take advice from people. That's perfect. Yeah. I mean, somebody was where you were or are at the moment and has graduated from there, they probably have something they can tell you to help you out. Michaela? Um, do what makes you comfortable. Like maybe if somebody gives you a tip or tells you to do something and you're not comfortable, don't do it because it's not gonna help you. And I mean, listen to what people have to say, but I guess they don't have to be comfortable. Perfect. And then for the moms and the dads in the room, you guys have, have been absolutely excellent. You've helped. Um, well, I mean, if you weren't here to support your kids doing this, they'd, they'd never have this opportunity. 
what are some of the things from the moms and the dads in the room that you have enjoyed um, about your kids being in SCTP? I personally enjoyed watching the growth from this group of kids, uh -huh. where they started, to where they were at the Nationals. We watched them mature so much over that week. Really? And man, they just, they, they dug in and they worked it out for that entire week. It was an excellent experience to watch and see and be to a see part them all of. come together. Absolutely. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyone else? I think it's nice that having three, it's nice that we could do it all together. And yeah, this one being here and this one being there, it's nice for me doing yeah. it all at the same time. Kind of stinks when you got to go and buy ammo, probably. Yeah. <laughs> I can only imagine having to buy ammo for three that are shooting 150, 200 at a time. Woo! Yeah. You're going through a case a weekend. No problem. <laughs> like three cases. Case. My goodness. Case of three cases? Yeah, at least. Oh my God. Your poor mother needs to buy stock in Pioki or Winchester <laughs> or something. All right, guys. Well, we just want to thank you so much. Riley and I have absolutely enjoyed having all of you guys on. We'll make sure that there is a link to SCTP in general on this particular podcast. Um, and if anybody listening is interested in following the Young Guns in particular, are they on Facebook or Insta? They're on Instagram. What's that handle? Let's say we can make sure we get you guys a, a little fan club, some some devoted supporters to cheer you on. And and it is Arrowhead Shotgun Sports. Arrowhead Shotgun Sports. And that's on Instagram. Yes, ma'am. Perfect. All right. So definitely check that out. We'll make sure we have that in the link gamut of hashtags, I'm sure, when this podcast drops. So, um, a couple weeks prior to this, it was on our Instagram stories too. So if you want to look yeah. back at our highlights, it'll be there as well. Perfect. So guys, again, I just want to thank you guys for, for coming all the way out to the farm, to the office today. Um, I can hear Lacey Blues and Kai. I think their time limit has been hit to the wall. So they need to go and I'm sure everybody needs to kind of get home, but uh, thank you so much for coming out. Right. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. Thank you for joining me for this episode of Winged Wisdom. If you would like to send in audio messages or questions for future episodes, please follow the message button on our homepage or the link in the featured description. Riley and I would love to thank the entire SCTP Arrowhead Young Guns for joining us today and letting us know exactly what it takes to be a youth competition shooter. Join us next week as Riley and I sit down and chat about the past five years of Virginia shooting sports, where we've been, where we're headed, and what we would love to see happen in the clay course and in the hunt field. Please follow Winged Wisdom each week for shooting tips and tricks and to see what's flying. Mm -hmm.